Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of year again when everyone asks, what do I get my dad, husband, boyfriend, father, brother, basically any guy in my life for the holidays? Come on, you know we got the perfect gift. That's right, our favorite pants, the perfect jean, are back to take the guesswork out of holiday gift shopping for the guy in your life. Oh, and not only do they have the most comfortable pants and shorts that won't crush a guy's jingle bells, now they've also got the perfect tee. That's right, they've created a t-shirt that takes the same stretch and quality used for their jeans so a guy can now dress perfect from head to, well, ankle, because they don't make shoes. Mira, I've got the jeans, the shorts, the shirts. La verdad que it's probably the most comfortable outfit I've ever worn. And you know we like to give our listeners a little something-something. So use code PERO20 at theperfectgene.nyc to save 20% off your order. That's right. PERO20 gets you 20% off the jeans, the shorts, the shirts, TODO! So this holiday, f*** your khakis and get the perfect gift from the perfect jean. And don't forget to use the code PERO20 for 20% off your order. Hey people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is season four of Better Let, Let Me Tell You. You got that, right? Oh, come on. <laughs> really? I'm not going to get that? Sure. <laughs> like, what are you, new here? <laughs> so you know what's the difference between this episode and last week? Well, Brittany's free now. Brittany's free now. And and you're welcome, Brittany. That yeah. was clearly due to us. Um, 
we had Perez Hilton on last week, and then Brittany was freed. I feel like we set the stage. Yeah. I feel we had it. Was it. Us. it was us. It was so us. So with that, with that, everybody, welcome to episode... 180... I want to say three. Three. It is 183. It's 183. Okay. 183, everybody. That's 183 episodes. That's, there's actually more. Yeah, well, it's we, actually we like had a lost episode. Well, and then we had bonus episodes. We've so had bonus we episodes. We actually are like 190. I think we had an episode that never aired. We had like two episodes. Those that are never like aired. the B sides. Well, that's in the vault. Episode. Look, there's two lost episodes really because right. there's the the lost Christmas episode. Yes, and then there's the COVID episode that we recorded and then re-recorded because right. the right. world changed while we had dinner. Right. the The world changed while no, while we were in the studio recording. Well, yes, and then we found out when we had dinner yes. afterwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those are in the vaults. The vault, yes. Yeah, when we release our rarities, you yes. know, us, <laughs> us and Prince. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of podcast episodes. Yes. So, I think that's kind of fun. Like those production snafus or stuff. It um, just it, it, again, really, there aren't B sides anymore. Right. But those have become like the equivalent. You know, when anybody says B side, do you know what I want to say? B side. This is a song about summertime. Cool some no? no and this feeling goes on oh okay on and on yes Janet uh, Jackson another insights. another single that wasn't a single yeah <laughs> but um you know what you're right B sides aren't a thing anymore because there's no physical singles right there's no physical singles and it's like when you record something you throw it on Spotify and call right. it a day right you know that's why right. Ariana Grande's been around for three years and she has six hundred songs yeah that's why like it would be so exciting when you would hear. Buy a single for like a an upcoming album, right? And it'll be like you know the from the forthcoming or, album, you know, blah you blah know, blah, blah blah blah, spellbound. Yeah. <laughs> and then the B side was like you know Rock House or yeah. something like that. And that's not a thing anymore. No, no. kids don't know about B sides. No, maybe may well no, okay, no because even from I was like well maybe because of vinyl, but no because. It, it, it besides it's all about singles. It's not about right. albums. So right. So how is everybody? I think everybody's doing good. It's a, if if you're in South Florida, it's probably still kind of rainy, but yeah. that's good because it means it's going to be chilly. For yeah. No. No. The weather here has been actually pretty good in the last it's couple of weeks. Nice. It's been nice. It's been. I've been working cool. con la ventana abierta. Well, well, I was going to say not me, but I have the air conditioner in my house in the fifties because I like the tundra. Yes, yes. I, I think I thought I'm being Yeah, is, like yeah. when people come to my house, like they they either come with a jacket. Like I love that my parents come with jackets to visit you to visit, or you know, it's like the throw. Like give me a throw. I must have developed some type of immunity given we've been doing this for four years because I tend to come right after the gym, so I'm usually in shorts and a tank top, yeah. and I'm not dididiando anymore. Yeah. So yeah, you, I, I've built up a, a yeah, tolerance. Yeah. So I have to confess something. Uh-oh. Is this and what a better way to confess it. You than know, to all of our listeners. Live <laughs> on Pero Let Me Tell You. So I listened to something this week. And I Pink sort of. B-sides? No, and I sort of like it. Oh, I'm going to get so much shit for this. Oh, wait, what better? I... Freaking love Taylor, Taylor Swift's, Swift's red. red album. I haven't Taylor's listened to version. It. I haven't listened to it. So let me tell you what happened. So listeners, if you've probably heard us in the last 183 episodes, <laughs> we're not Taylor Swift's biggest fan. We've always acknowledged that she's very, she's very talented, she's but very I can't. Talented. I can't deal with her. She's very talented. I've never taken that away from her. Pero but me, me particular, ella. me particularly, she doesn't sell me, and she still doesn't as like a pop star. Like right. 
I will take her as a Carol King. Yes, like a Joni Mitchell. Like I saw like her latest tour, the Reputation tour, I think it was. Mm-hmm. That it was like a huge production, like right. stage wise. And I mean, she seems enormous. a little lost. It's not that she seemed lost. She she seemed she was fine, but it's just. I no, can't what, what I mean, it. what I mean by she lost doesn't is... to me to me as a pop star, like as a pop star right. doing pop star things, girl thing <laughs> things. She didn't have like an it factor. Right. Right. Not as a musician. Right. Her talent even, is her talent. Or even a, a live performer, but just like going, you know, when you see Beyonce perform, it's like you think the you think it's she's a force gonna, of nature. Yes. Yeah. You know, or even other people before her. Right, like you, a Madonna or, or a know, Janet. Like highly choreographed things and whatever. Right. Like that was for me kind of like I'm like, oh it looks like she's auditioning for something, right? Right, right. That's what I mean by lost. Like she just it looks like the production is swallowing her. Right. right. Like that's a big stage for her. Yeah. But I'm never taking away from her talent. But I, for better or for worse, I, I'm I'm one of these people that like I'm always like fuck what the critics say, but then I do also listen to the critics, specifically Rolling Stone. Like I'm still very faithful really? to Rolling Stone. Well, you know this. So I've no, I didn't still know you read still. Rolling Stone. Okay. Um, and Rolling Stone gave this album, the mm. Red Taylor's version, it gave it five stars. Okay. And like every single music publication gave it like their ultimate, you know. Mm-hmm. Like uh, um, accolade, right, right? Right. So I was like, okay, let me listen take a listen, it, right? and it's really good. And I have to tell you, oh, she's gonna get so much shit. The ten minute version of um, it, let's talk about that ten minute song. It's for, really for good. a minute. So it's, I haven't heard it because unless literally somebody like covers it up with leaves and I fall into it, yeah. I will not. It's just because I'm not a Taylor person. I'm, I think, okay. I think our listeners know this. <laughs> no, no, but you're more open to, to certain things. So I'm a little more, you know, whatever, but I will say this. I find it interesting. And you know, how we've said this many times where there are artists that there are artists that critics, no matter what they do, they're like, "Oh my god, it's fabulous!" Oh my god, it's it's. They, they, no matter what they do, they kind of right. they 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 applaud them. And all I could think of was, you know, Taylor Swift did this ten minute performance on Saturday Night Live. Whatever, I didn't watch it. We literally fast forwarded it because I was like, "No, I don't." I'm sort of eating up the ten minute version, by the way. I'm like, no, I don't need to actually literally watch the seasons change with Taylor Swift. Um, I do that with expose. Thanks. So. It's been so long since I found you, though it, it seems, seems like, like yesterday. yesterday. But had another artist done a 10-minute performance on SNL, let's use Mr. Kanye West as an example. I feel like many publications would have come out and been like, he's so indulgent. It's so like, you know, Kanye, yet again, 10 minutes and blah, 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 blah. And this girl shows up and she's like, well, I'm just going to sing for 10 minutes. And everybody's like, oh my God, oh my God. Can you make it 20? Because it's the greatest thing ever. Okay, I think you're reading too much into it. No, I'm not. She's one of those artists that like, no matter what she does, people like to give her accolades to give her accolades. Okay, I think... I'm not taking away from her talent, but I'm saying it doesn't matter what she does. I think you're reading too much into it. Nope. Um, Nope. In terms of the SNL performance... So I'm not wrong. The reason why the song is 10 minutes is because she wrote that song. She explained it. Um, she was like doing a rehearsal mm-hmm. and um, she got, she had like a chord progression mm-hmm. and she was kind of playing with the chord progression. And basically the whole song was ad libbed and she just went on. She just got caught up in the ad lib for like moment. 10 minutes. And then right. somebody in her, 
it wasn't supposed to be a, she was on she was she said the whole story she was supposed she was rehearsing for her tour at that time for like another record okay reputation and, whatever and um and well no one of her earlier stuff and um she because all too well is on the album on the original album well yeah that's but the, it's like that, five minutes that's the whole thing this album right. is her redoing right but it's like five right, minutes right. you know it's a regular right. song length but so how she wrote that song was that she was in rehearsal for some previous tour mm -hmm. and she was like whatever she was feeling it that day and she had a chord progression she just went on and on about it mm -hmm. um and she started ab-living the whole song ab-living and um somebody in her band or somebody in her management was like was somebody recording that and they were like yeah actually we recorded it so then from there when she a year later went to record the original album mm -hmm. she cut it down so now here she put the original version she went back to her intended right and she just re-recorded her you know rehearsal if you will but i gotta tell you that i'm i can't believe i'm even talking about this like i feel like a born-again christian oh. if this is what they, no because you know like like things that they wow. things that at one point <laughs> they were like they're like uh then now i'm like i can't believe i'm defending taylor swift but like the album is actually really good, and I've listened to it all this week, and I'm like, well, who am I becoming? Like, <laughs> it's okay, it's but, okay. But it's actually really good, and the 10 minute version, yeah, actually, I will say my favorite thing about this whole Taylor Swift thing is Dionne Warwick on Twitter. What is she? Dionne Warwick is like una freaking savage on Twitter. She's great. She's great. So she posted two tweets. She's like, if that young man has Taylor's scarf, he should return it. Yeah, and then she followed it up with, "It does not belong to you. Box it up, and I will pay the post the cost of of postage, Jake." Yeah, you know it's so funny <laughs> great. that I thought like I even thought about like the single cover should be just a scarf because it's, 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 it's all about a scarf. It's all about a scarf, <laughs> right? It starts and ends with a scarf. <laughs> and you know it's so funny that like <laughs> you know it's so funny that like in the song she talks about like oh your sister now has my scarf so it's like oh does Maggie have Maggie the has scarf? the scarf because <laughs> <laughs> apparently that song was about Jake Gyllenhaal yes but, yeah that's but, what yeah but that's what they say like they're you don't know well because she never she never comes out and says you know one way or the other about what her songs are really about yeah and there's another song on that album called Ronin that I think it's like about obviously like a kid who was sick and died that I'm like, oh. why am I listening to this? But it's, but it's actually, it's really good. It's really good. I will take your word for it. Like I said, if I happen to stumble upon it, like, you know, somebody puts leaves over it, like a trap and I fall in, we then I will, never, ever, ever then I will have seen it. Together but otherwise, probably not going to happen. I just, eh, I just, I don't, Whatever, I give her credit and blah, blah blah, and she's talented and all that wonderfulness. But at the end of the day, like she's a professional, like she loves to be the, the professional victim. I shut up. That you freaking love the party. Have any of them been professional victims? No, because <laughs> I don't see the correlation. <laughs> Whatever, you dislike the party just because you saw the video for summer vacation the day before school started. I guess. <laughs> Man, they, I wouldn't even call them a one-hit wonder. The Not party. even, yeah. You know what the funny thing is, if you think about They're it? They're a mediocre hit wonder. You know, they were... Okay, go with me on this journey. They were a little bit, quote-unquote, before their time. In the sense that, in the sense that, had they come out in the last, like, 
what, 10 years or so when Disney Channel was turning everybody into, right. you know, they probably would have been a, made a bigger splash. Yeah. I because Disney right. hadn't, hadn't locked in the formula yet. I guess you're right. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's it. We're not, we can't talk about TS anymore on this show. We, we, we will not talk about TS Ever again. Ever again. Ever again. Unless she does a Super Bowl halftime. And then, you know, we have to. Then we have to, of course. Yeah. I mean, by by law, we have to. Yeah. So, um, did you hear what Aaron Sorkin said uh, recently about Javier Bardem playing Desi Arnaz and his new film being The Ricardos? Okay. There's a lot there to unpack. Did you even. Aaron Sorkin is. um... He is the director, writer of this movie, but he created West West Wing. Wing. West Wing and Newsroom. 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 Yes, yes. I was like, Newsroom. Yes. It's funny because I didn't watch West Wing, but I watched Newsroom. Right. So, yes, Aaron Sorkin, who's known for his long hallway dialogue. Yes, he can can fill a hallway with all the dialogue in the world. As I always say in my office, me and my assistants, we need a bigger hallway. We need. Our hallway is only like I don't know. I have 15, a, a 15 is like a good hello. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so can't uh-huh. wait to see all the hallways in uh, being the Ricardos. Yeah. So in the movie, Javier Bardem is playing Desi Arnaz. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole Kidman is playing Lucio Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not looking forward to this movie, but I am going to watch it because, as you know, I'm a huge fan of both mm-hmm. of these people. But there's been a little bit of a, you know, again, I don't want to use the word uproar, but there's been some feedback, shall we say? About the fact that he cast a Javier Bardem, who's a Spanish actor. Right. And it's like totally like socialist, blah, 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 blah. I don't even know if it got that far. Right. It's just a, not a Cuban actor. Okay. Necessarily. And so Sorkin said, um, he claimed that Bardem was chosen after the casting consultant who was Latina. Um, because originally I think they had like some Brazilian guy under consideration and the Latina casting consultant was like, no, because he wouldn't be, the Brazilian wouldn't be considered Hispanic. So like, so... Apparently, there was some type of like, let's make sure we're doing this quote unquote right, you know. Um, but what he, you know, what he's saying is, you know, and I'll, I'm going to quote him I want to tell you my opinion on this, and I stand by it, which is this Spanish and Cuban aren't actable, okay? They're not actable. By the way, neither are straight and gay. Because I know there's a small movement underway that only gay actors should play gay characters. Gay and straight aren't actable. You could act being attracted to someone, but most nouns aren't actable. Um, so Sorkin went on to say that while he knows, you know, blackface is demeaning, casting a Spanish person as a Cuban is not demeaning in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? That, I, my mind wasn't there whatsoever. It, to me, it was a, that, that I brought it up because number one, like when you said Javier Bardem, where uh, playing, you know, your, your, your mind went to something completely different. Yeah, it, I for I didn't think for one second like, oh, he's not Cuban, right? You you went the route of like, well, his his political leanings. I thought it was are, like a political leaning type are, are antithetical to to the whole yeah, Cuban that's where I was. scenario. Um, I just think I just think he was ill cast. I just don't think Javier Bardem gives me Desi Arnaz vibes in general. Um, I think there's an argument to be said for you could have found a Cuban actor. I mean, at the end of the day, but I also understand that a movie like this, when you've got Nicole Kidman, you're not going to hire an unknown Mm -hmm. to act against Nicole Kidman. And even if you hired somebody who is known, she is of a certain caliber that you're not just going to bring in somebody, you know, like I love, este, you know, um, oh my God, I can't think of his name. Raul Esperanza. Like, like Raul Esparza, uh, Danny Pino, you know, I, I, these are all great choices, but realistically speaking, they're not going to be brought in 
to 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 act opposite of Nicole Kidman, right? Whereas Javier Bardem is Academy Award nominee, I don't, he winner. Win, he's a winner. You know that that's a different level e- of echelon. of yeah, a different echelon of actor echelon. of actor. You know, so <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's, the, the, all the letters were there. Yeah, um, but uh-huh. I just think, <laughs> but I just think it's indicative of like what we've talked about several times here, which is that you're you're not seeing the forest for the trees. You know, there was a time where they would have cast, you know, like, I don't know, Ben Affleck to play Desi Arnaz. You know what I mean? Like, they would have just cast anyone, quote unquote. And at least in this case, from what I'm seeing, I mean, he's Spanish, which Desi's family did come from Spain. So you could make the argument. And they even had a consultant as they were making these decisions to make sure, like, they were not going to step on any toes. And yet there's still people who are bitching and moaning. My biggest... Okay, my biggest everything you said about like the caliber or, or status of the actor is very true. Opposite Nicole Kidman, yeah, I, I, spot on. Because at the end of the day, you know, we could talk about representation matters and all that stuff, which it does. But at the end of the day, it's Hollywood, a it's a business, and movies are a business, and you know, studios don't give a shit. They're gonna hire who they need to hire to make money, right? And make sure they at least recoup yep. the production costs. Put asses in seats. Um, yeah. My biggest. Uh, concern um would be that whoever the actor is that they could spot on do the accent because that is such a part of right it, desi it, arnaz. It, it, it is a part of desi arnaz and it's a part of like cuban culture right the accent and it's just not any accent it's specifically the cuban accent Right. right, right. He can't get he can't get up there and do a Spaniard speaking English. Right, it has um, to sound it has Cuban. to sound Cuban. I am more interested in that type of authenticity and that type of attention to detail. Uh, um, attention to detail and that part of actual real representation. In so far that what we're getting is not a caricature, right? And right. not um, a stereotype, right. but actually what this person sounded like, which is what. Cuban sound like right. and that yeah. would be my like real your, your concern my concern right because so many times they get it it's not even that they get it wrong they get it painfully wrong yeah yeah Hollywood is littered with good intentions right yeah. and the what is it the, the road, the road to, to hell, hell is paid with, with good, good intentions. intentions yeah so that would be like my biggest uh, my, like my mind didn't go there at all when you said Javier Bardem I was like yeah. okay I mean I guess he's gonna have to dye his hair black and and do a Cuban accent, yeah, you know, yeah. or whatever. Um, Nicole Kidman as Lucy, I, I, I love me some Nicole Kidman. I'm a fan of Nikki Kidman. I, I will say, I don't know I'm going to sound a little bitchy right now. I will say that I find it interesting that they got a woman whose brow has not moved for 15 years to play one of the most rubber-faced women in Hollywood. <laughs> but is this like? Do you know a little bit about the movie? I do. Is it so, bi- like a biopic or like... So yes, in that it's what it's doing is it's following them through a week of, ta- of, a, of taping of an episode of I Love Lucy. And throughout that week, I believe... I'm surprised there hasn't been a movie about them before. Yeah, they've done TV movies. There's been TV movies, but not, not feature films. And I believe that what it is is... So you're following them through one week, like from you know the, the table read down to the filming... And I believe that in between, they'll have like flashbacks. So like maybe Lucy and Desi will have a conversation about something and it'll trigger her. Who's playing Vivian Vance? I can't remember her name right now. 
uh, she's probably the least uh, the least known of the four. Um, uh, William Frawley is being played by J.K. Simmons. Again, he's another Oscar winner. So like this is you know this is a movie that's like got its Oscar is on it its wrong sleeve. that as much as Lu- Lucy and Ricky are iconic. I really liked Ethel and Fred. Well, because who doesn't love the the second bananas? Like, I loved like I loved Ethel and Fred. I can watch. I've seen those episodes a gajillion times. And that's not doesn't matter. Like Lucy, no, but, no, 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 or, it, it, or, De- or, or Ricky. Ricky. But um, but Ethel, there was just something about Ethel and Fred. <laughs> I was always more interested in like Ethel, like you know, than it, Lucy. It's it's. Great. I'm actually listening to a podcast now, um, called The Plot Thickens, which is by TCM. And they're doing an entire season right now on Lucio Ball. Yeah. And right now they're at the point where they've already, they've, they've started I Love Lucy. And so mm-hmm. I think the next episode next week is going to be about like the, the communism scare. Oh, yeah. Which every time they play that speech by Desi. The only thing read about her is her hair. I, I cry. I start to cry because it's so. Are, are they involved in it? The estate or so, kids? The, um, I know that their daughter, Lucy Arnaz, did give uh, like. Her, for what it's worth, her blessing on the the casting. Yeah. They did not want Lucy Arnaz to come to the set, but Nicole Kidman did invite her. So Aaron Sorkin. Why did they want her to come? Because what I, I think you know, Aaron Sorkin kind of just wanted them to like, look, I want you. I don't want you to be bogged down. Like you already have enough with the iconography of her to also have her daughter here, kind of. In your and then it gets in your head of like shit. Their daughter's there. Am I really doing it right? Am I? So I feel like that's why they didn't want her on the oh, okay. set. Okay. Um, but Nicole Kidman did invite her one day, right. and of course, when the star of the I movie. Mean, <laughs> I mean, look again. Representation matters, and representation is something that for so long was just not there. Yeah. But I think that there are um, different levels and different facets of representation. I. You know, specifically for a Cuban, because that's what we can talk to about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if an actor, to me, as I said, I don't care. The actor doesn't have to be Cuban. Sure, there are a lot, a lot of Cuban actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would it have been great for them to have cast the Cuban actor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I get it, as we said, why. But to me, what really always bothers me is when they get it painfully wrong, which is right. they generally do. Right. That is what makes me want to throw something at the TV. Because at the very minimum, because it's like, okay, I understand the casting process. But at the very minimum, if you're hiring an actor, even if the actor is white Caucasian, right. un Americano, right. at least do your research to give them a script and something that they could build on, right? right? right. And, is, and is good. Because even if that actor was Cuban, right, born in Cuba, right, you know, right, right, right. and you gave them some shitty ass script that of somebody that did not do their research, somebody who didn't really capture the essence of yeah, I don't care how good of an actor you are, right, of, yeah. of a Cuban man, I, I would still be insulted, right? Like, look at them, you know. Yeah. So I, I think that as long as they do their research and it's accurate and correct. That's my bigger like concern, right? No, and that makes sense. It's 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 why we've said you know like for instance with you know one day at a time the remake where everybody's like oh the leads are Puerto Rican and that it's like yeah but look at it they are they are being Cuban the writer like the, the like writers, like the character the is being Cuban like they, it, they 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 know what they're talking about it's not just something that 
they were told, by the way, you're this. It's it's inherent. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, and we we when one day at a time came out a few years ago, we talked about it many times. I think the problem with one day at a time, not problem, but from my from our standpoint, why a lot of people down here didn't kind of fall in line with it was because it's always going to be compared to Get Pasa USA. Yeah. Whatever show about Cubans comes out, whatever sitcom, it's always going to be compared to Get Pasa USA. And well the biggest I, the big one of the biggest complaints was like, oh they should have said it in Miami. As if Cubans don't and, live and, everywhere. And that else. was the other thing. <laughs> LA Cubans are different from Miami Cubans, which are different from, you know, as we know, yeah, which are different from New Jersey Cubans. You know, obviously we have a lot of similarities, but it's, it's a different experience. You know, Uh, I mean, if you're Cuban from LA, uh, you know, a Porto's bakery is life right over here. It's people don't know Porto's bakery. It's Vicky's bakery, you know, or Or any bakery down La Ocho. Ocho. (laughs) So, um, that, that's the, like, that's the, the, behemoth of a mountain that yeah. one day at a time had to overcome is that it's not Que Pasa USA. And as we always say about Que Pasa USA, as brilliant and genius as Que Pasa USA was, you show that show to another a Cuban de ahora and they're not going to get it. It because, doesn't resonate. Because it, it, Que Pasa USA perfectly captured not only Cubans, but a time and place. Yeah. Miami in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. It, that is what it captured. Miami in the nineties, it, it's irrelevant. It's even in the like even in yeah, the nineties. That was only twenty years and, later. And, and yeah. forward, you know, after that. It, yeah. it's just so I mean, when does this movie come out? Orita, like in December. It's oh. a, it's an Amazon movie. So it, it'll oh, okay. yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Okay. Again, like I said, I will watch it. Um I'll just do. I mean, we we well, we kind of have to watch it. We do. We, we kind have of to yeah. cover it on the podcast. That's true. That's true. But I, 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 you know, again, I love me some Desi Arnaz, and Lucy and I share a birthday. I, you know, so. you and I were talking about this the other day. I don't know if it was on the podcast or in person. I, I don't remember. Sometimes, it, it, yeah, it, it, it blurs. It yeah, blurs. Yeah, that Desi Arnaz because no, it, was, I, it was off. Off. It, it was because yeah. my father tells me. Yes, my father tells me some time ago, or maybe in October. That is Hispanic Heritage Month. My father tells me, Oh, tú sabes que Desi Arnaz inventó lo de la cámara. Mm-hmm. The multicam. Cámara que hasta hoy en día se usa. I'm like, yeah, multicam. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yo no sabía. And then he talked to me about other things that Desi Arnaz did. And I'm like, I feel that Desi Arnaz... Oh, yeah, Desi Arnaz, you know, ah, Lucy's Cuban husband. But I feel that he doesn't get enough credit mm-hmm. for all, like... All the, the the things he had to overcome, mm-hmm. and and how he was the f- first of so many firsts. They were the first interracial couple on TV, and he was the first. And they CBS Latin, CBS um, did not want him because they said that nobody would believe that this you know quote unquote Midwest you know all American girl would be married to a Cuban. Yeah, they had to fight to get him that role. You know what's so crazy about I Love Lucy, though, in terms of him being Cuban, that the Cuban that he is is a different type of Cuban because it's Cuban BC <laughs> before That's Castro. True. Yeah, because he came, he came. Uh, I think it was his family had to flee because I think of Batista. Right, but it's before Castro. Right, 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 right. right, but, right. But, but even if he fled because of Batista, like the the narrative and the Cuban diaspora is so 
ingrained and, with communism yeah. and the revolution. And, and that all wasn't that. his experience. And that wasn't at all. That didn't exist. That it's a completely, which it's is, a little mind blowing in a way. Which is why I think, you know, we were talking about this off, off mic the other day. I think that's why he gets overlooked so much. Yeah. As far as the Cuban community and the Cuban diaspora, because our identity for better or worse has become so ingrained with the communism Castro right. story. Yeah. That this man, the people who came before, who came it's before, like, it's like, no, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you're Cuban. I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, you're Cuban, but, yeah. but, eh. no pasaste trabajo. Yeah, like, <laughs> which is bullshit because I've heard his story, and let me tell you something. Homeboy llegó aquí con una mano adelante y otra atrás. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as they say. So we can't let this episode go by without just, you know, obviously Thanksgiving. Oh, I see. Thanksgiving is this week. Is it crazy that I, I, I can't believe it's already Thanksgiving. Well, no Thanksgiving. Is, yes. Well, it's next week, so in our episode next week. Well, well our episode no. is on Black Friday. Our episode is on Black Friday. So I'm saying it's on Black Friday. So technically, this is this episode goes through Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes. Are you looking forward to Thanksgiving, or are you just? I feel a little weird this year in terms of holidays. I, I don't. I, I don't feel holiday spirited. Well, I feel weird for other reasons. No. Okay. F- sorry. I, yeah, but it's just I don't know. I just feel like. I don't know if it's because we started Christmas, you know, during Labor Day this year. I mean, for me, look, you always have to celebrate, especially when kids are involved. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, with the loss of my grandmother this year. It's very different. It's, it's, it's very much the elephant in the room. It's yeah. what everybody's going to be thinking of. Right. Um, we're not even, we're not doing it at my parents' house, which is where we always do it. You're going to do no show when at your parents' house? No, we're not doing anything at my parents' house this year because I feel that like, it's just going to be too much. It's like the, the, you're really going to feel. Her, her presence will be felt. Yes. Or, or the absence the of absence, her presence. Her absence will really be felt. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you change sceneries, it's like. True. It, at least you're distracted. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah, we're doing yeah, this yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> like it's. Because you're doing, you have a different scenery. Nothing feels te cambia la rutina, right? Nothing feels routine or or normal, familiar, right? Or familiar, exactly. Right, because right. you know, my parents also la terraza and da My grandmother always sat in a certain sí, space, yeah, which yeah. I would always sit across from her, and and it, like it, 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 that's yeah. why I was like, I don't want to do anything in the houses here. Um, but you know, you you gotta. ¿Dónde va a ser Thanksgiving? I'm probably my brothers. I am doing the turkey this year. That's another thing. My grandmother always did the turkey. Always. Oh, okay. Always. Um, last year, it was more like a co-opt. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but because last year, I really wanted to do a certain recipe, which okay. is the upside down turkey. Um, and I kind of let her be on it because it's her. it was her shtick. <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, I mean... Um, those are all things we all go through at one point or another. Yeah. With the first or the worst? Yeah, the first everything um, with the loss of a loved one. Um, but, you know, the show must go on, especially in my case. My kid was born on Christmas. So, you know. That's true. You you cannot get a break in that sense. No. 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 He will remind you. Oh, yes. Hey. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, where are you guys doing it? Uh, my sister's house. We always do it down down south. My sister's house. She she does a, she it's great because she's kind of like, gotten away from any, Cubanisms of things. Uh-huh. Like I mean, she'll have like since my grandmother will be there, she'll probably make like arroz frijole, you know, whatever. Yeah. But she tries to make it like mac and cheese and yeah. green bean casserole and and sweet potato pie and all that stuff. So it, it's 
sweet potato casserole. Sorry, not sweet yeah. potato pie. So actually, she does the well. She's like everybody now. I guess she does the the turkey with the bacon on it. No. Oh my gosh! I've been doing now, that. I'm since saying now, always Bill. since the '80s. I've moved on from that. That's why now I I do it. Oh like, yeah. That, that's why I wanted to do something different last year. So, listeners, what's the problem always with turkeys? Dry. Dry. Yeah. Which is why you do the ba- the bacon thing, so it right the grease seeps through. So this is what you have to do. Okay. I'm going to give all you right. all a little trick, listeners. So, you get the pan, okay, where the turkey's in, okay. You know where you make the turkey. Yeah. Get a really big, like large rectangular piece of like sourdough bread. Okay. You need a hearty bread. Okay. We're gonna cut it in half. So we're gonna put it on the pan as like a base. Okay. Right. When I mean butter the turkey, <laughs> you are going to butter that turkey inside out. You're gonna put like three sticks of butter on that thing. Okay. Like it, forget I, about cholesterol. I put it all over the skin. I like what I do is especially in the breast area. Like I, I breach breach it. So I like get between the skin and the actual meat. I put my hand in there. Okay, got it, right, got it, got it. I put butter in there. I put like the amounts of butter are insane. So then I in the cavity. Don't I, get a blood test after Thanksgiving, is what I'm hearing. I get herbs and I just put herbs in there. So what you do is okay. you put it upside down, breast down. Pata para arriba. Pata para arriba. Okay. Right? Breast down, pata arriba. Or flat side, para, para arriba. Uh-huh. And you don't cover it. I put it in for, you know, depending on the weight <laughs> of your turkey, for probably like an hour and a half to two hours like that. So then what happens is that the bottom side of the turkey is the fattiest. So when you put it upside down, okay. that fat along with, you know, 20 pounds of butter drips. that you put drips into the breast. Ah. So then what I do is after that, I then turn it around again. Then I turn it around, breast side up, traditional. So side it can up. brown. No, then because there's still a lot of time left in the turkey. Oh. Remember these things. Unless you get a very small bird, these things take hours and hours to do. Right. So then what I do is when I do it. No wonder the first thing breast, was three days. Breast side up. Huh. I then get foil and I cover the breast. Once you flipped it. Once I flipped it, I okay. cover the breast. Why? Because what's exposed at that point are the drumsticks and the wings okay. and all that. That's dark meat. Dark meat can't really be overcooked. True. I mean, unless you just put it in the well, I mean, oven for on. about 20 hours. Right, 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 right. But generally, right. it's not really overcooked. Okay. And the more you cook brown meat, uh, dark meat, the the more tender it gets. So you're not going to overcook you're not gonna, it. You don't lose. Right. So then... Um, then what you do, you know, again, depending on the time of your bird, like in the last, like maybe 45 minutes or an hour, then I take the uh, aluminio off. Okay. And that's when you brown it. And then here's the best part. <laughs> when you take off, the, uh, then you take out the turkey, mm-hmm. that bread that you put there Ooh. has soaked all the juices uh, and the, the butter. butter. It is amazing. Like people fight for it. And then from that, uh, from the, from then the leftover, make... my gravy. <laughs> And then the next day, you've got the gobbler. Oh, the gobbler. My <laughs> gobbler sandwich. My famous, world-famous famous gobbler, gobbler sandwich. sandwich yes. People, I need I need to market this. Like, trademark this. I mean, You should do a little IG video. Of my gobbler sandwich? Yeah. yeah. Bread. A nice, hearty bread. Probably the same bread you can use for the base of this turkey. A nice, hearty bread. A sourdough. Um, turkey. Right. Stuffing. Okay. Cranberry. Uh-huh. Gravy. And enjoy. And enjoy. You can all thank me later. That's what I call the gobbler. <laughs> well, 
While y'all are enjoying the gobbler and all the butter, I will say there are some of our listeners who are vegetarian and vegan. Okay, you made me go into this whole tirade about turkeys and butter when we're going to introduce our next guest. Yes. You tricky little so it, it's it's what Fire. I do. It's what I do. So this week, uh, listeners, we are talking with Raidel Hernandez, who has written a book called It's Delicious, It's Vegan, It's Cuban, a cookbook for people who want to be vegetarian or vegan but don't know how to start. And it was actually really great because he became a vegan for health purposes. He even says it himself. He's like, I'm not against animal cruelty, but, you know, I didn't do this because of PETA. I, you know, it's health reasons. But what he did was essentially take all of his grandmother and Dia's recipes and did a lot of testing and figuring out how to veganize or vegetarianize them to the point where, you know, he's got a, he's got a cookbook, he's got his a TikTok channel, he's got a YouTube channel. And I have to say, I made his, I know it's a little bit of a cheat. I made his Maduro Borracho. I know Maduros, right? Like that's my venture into veganism, but they were really, really good. So without further ado, here is our chat with Raidel Hernandez. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. <laughs> You know, sometimes here in Miami, we complain that, like, compared to New York City and other older cities, mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of traditions here and a lot of things right, that, you right. know, our parents did and our grandparents did. But there is a pretty big tradition here in Dade County that for the last 69 years has been around. We love it. It's one of our favorite things to do. And that's the, the fair. fair. Yeah. November 18th through December 5th, we've got the fair, which... We've talked about so many times on the show. We have. I mean, it's it's a tradition for us. We 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 stand the fair. Last year was really kind of painful for us not going to the I fair. I know. I know. It, I mean, it, it was corona and all that, but... But we felt it. But it's like, wait, we have a pandemic and they canceled the fair? I, that, mean, I mean, come on, people. But come this on. year, the fair is back. Yes, they are. And they are taking safety precautions, but they still have hand sanitizers everywhere. Yeah. So they are definitely taking... And it really hand. is, I mean, seriously speaking, it really is a great tradition and, and yeah. it is great entertainment, whether you are grandma or you're just a, you know, a it's little kid. It's the definition of fun it, for the whole family. It really, really is. And it doesn't matter what age you're in because there really is something for everybody. And again, the whole tradition thing is very important. I grew up going to the fair. Yeah. There's pictures of me as like a two-year-old at the fair. And now I can take my son to the fair and That's you know true. have go down the same midway I went and, and all that. And, and, have, and that is definitely a, a, a Dade County tradition. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm so glad it's back, especially, you know, it's a little cooler this time yeah. of year when we get to go. So that should be fun as well. So, I mean, what are we waiting for? So remember, everybody, uh, November 18th through December 5th, the fair is back. So the fair, be there. Oh, yeah. The holidays are here, and you know what that means. Déjame ver. Turkey, cranberry sauce, sweet potatoes, ham. Uh, no, no, no. More like lechón, yuca, buñuelos, and tamales. Bueno. Then it's a good thing that Sedano Supermarket has all these delicious food items and more, including turrón and beverages, como la sidra. Is it even a party if you don't have sidra para un brindis? <laughs> I don't think so. No. And the best part is that you can order a fully cooked holiday meal from Sedanos, o sea, a meal con todo lo hierro. And none of the dolor de cabeza. Así mismo. So head over to sedanos.com to find the Sedano supermarket near you and their weekly specials. So visit today. After all, Sedanos has the flavors and savings you love. Welcome back, mi gente. So Ish here, and as we mentioned, we have with us today the author of the cookbook. It's delicious. It's vegan. It's Cuban. Raidel Hernandez. Thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your show. So I have to say, I mean, many, many an episode where we've, you know, kind of made a little fun of vegans, uh, kind of, you know, ha had our fun with vegetarianism. I, many moons ago, was a vegetarian for a month. Um, mostly, I just did it to say I did it. So then when I made fun of vegetarians, I can say I did it for a month, right? Like, right. Um, but, you know, how, how, did, how did the idea come to you? Because obviously, when one thinks veganism, one does not immediately think of arroz con pollo, lechon. All the good stuff, yeah. Yeah, how did this happen? Well, it happened because I had a I had a bad um, I had a health issue about 15 years ago. I started having um, health problems. I had. Are you familiar with gout at all? Do you know what gout is? I am. I have a very good friend of mine who suffers from it. Okay. Well, I, I suffered from it quite a bit, and um, I had one attack. Well, well, I remember the first attack. I, I thought it was an injury because I was always very athletic, mm -hmm. so I thought I had hurt my toe or or whatever, and it was very persistent. And then one one day. It, Every single attack just became stronger and stronger and stronger. And by the fourth attack, I was like, this cannot be an injury. This has to be something going on. So I went to the doctor. And uh, oh, I called my doctor to make an appointment. And he couldn't see me for like two weeks because when, when you need to see a doctor, they can't see you for some reason, right? Yeah, that's just the way it goes, doesn't it? It's, uh... Yeah, so I, I had to go into a... Um, one of those uh, walk-in clinics, like an urgent care type situation. An urgent care, yeah. That's how that's how pain. Uh, that's how much pain I was in. And uh, I met a doctor, and to this day, I can see her face, but I can't remember her name. And she changed my whole life. Uh, she told me basically that uh, the gout was a systematic uh, symptom of a bigger problem, mm -hmm. uh, meaning that gout. Well, this is how she said it to me: gout. And kidney stones and prostate problems are all sister ailments. They all kind of work together. Huh. Either you have one or you have the other or you have two or you have one. That's the way it works, and it's genetic. So, And when I started thinking about it, I'm like, well, my father's had kidney stones, and he's constantly suffering from his prostate. I mean, he's, I can't remember a day where my father doesn't go about complaining about his prostate. <laughs> so, And I had a kidney stone. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh, my God, I had a kidney stone. And then I had gout. So she said that these three ail ailments are basically 
the uh, canary in the coal mine, so to speak, to heart disease. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, she laid it down for me, like no doctor that I've ever met. She said it just like that, and she said, look, you know, at some point, I can give you medicine to make it go away, right. uh, but the underlying condition is still there. Yeah, treating the, uh, the, the symptom, not the cause, yeah. Exactly, and she said, look, you know, at some point, you may have to decide to become a vegan or a vegetarian, a strict vegetarian. Mm -hmm. You know, when she said that to me, I was I was like everybody. I mean, I'm Cuban. I grew up on, you know, <laughs> shredded beef and ham. Croquetas. And yeah, I mean, chicharrones was like a breakfast thing. You know, like you always had it. And then when she told me that, I was, um, I was more upset about being a vegan than I was about being a potential heart patient. So, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty open-minded person. So I always, you know, I, I, but I will test your theory, right? So if you tell me something... I'll investigate it. So I spent a lot of time doing research, asking other doctors. I went to my doctor, and my doctor told me the complete opposite. He said, no, these things are genetic. You're genetically predispositioned to have this. Mm, there's nothing you Not can do. much you can do about it. You know, you're going to have to take medicines and blah, blah, blah. And, and by the way, all of this was occurring when I was like 36 years old. Okay, so you weren't, I mean, and you're, you're still young, but it's not like you, you know, you're 70, right? Like, it's you're, no. you're, you're young, and they're telling you, like, you may get a heart attack and, and drop dead if you don't do something. And yet now you're doctor saying, medicine, let's go that route. Yeah. I was young and fit. Okay. I mean, I, I practiced judo for 27 years of my life. I wrestled. I competed. I ran. Nice. So anyway, I took it to heart and I started doing research. And I, you know, I have obviously just like everybody else, I have friends my age. And I started asking around. I'm like, are you guys having any problems like blood pressure wise or cholesterol or whatever? And, you know. Ah, hey. <laughs> yeah, a couple of friends were like, yeah, we're kind of having issues. So a buddy of mine was experimenting with veganism. So I started experimenting with it. And at first it was it was tough. Like I, I didn't think that I'd be able to do it because whatever what, what I found was American, and I, I say this in the nicest way possible, American type of cooking that was vegan. Okay, sí, which is no, like... No, no es lo mismo. No, no, it's kale puffs and, and stuff that just is not in the Cuban vernacular. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you read this in my book. I had grown up with my grandmother, and my grandmother escaped from Cuba, like all of the people in her generation, yeah. with whatever she can take, okay? And she brought with her, I'd say it was a hat box about this big of all these recipes that she had collected through her lifetime, and recipes from her mother and wow. recipes from her sisters and I gotta say, I'm yeah. impressed. I'm impressed that she is one of the few Cubans who actually has recipes written down. Because you know, most of our people are like, "No, échale un ching de esto y un poco del otro," and you know, hope for yeah, the best, yeah, no, right? No. And somehow she you know what ching is at some point. <laughs> all to the letter. She even had. She even had. She had uh, recipes cut out of old newspapers from Cuban restaurants from Cuba. Oh wow! Yeah, it was amazing. And this is the food that I grew up on. Okay, I mean, I grew up with her cooking every day. I grew up with all that food, yeah. and then I came to realize that all that food was kind of killing me. <laughs> Which it was a delicious death, but it was a death nonetheless. Yeah, death nonetheless, <laughs> right? So, so you know, I, I debated with this whole vegan thing, and I was like, you know, I mean, I can't speak for all Cubans. For me, you know, the food in our house, the food, the, the breaking of the bread that we had. It was all part of making the family even closer. And we, I, I, you know, my grandmother's family is enormous. My grandmother had like 
I, I even lose count. I think it's like eleven sisters and two brothers. Wow. And they and they all cooked and they all came over the house and you know all my memories, all my childhood memories are of these good people. Yeah. That would come and bring food and we'd all eat together and we all had the same food. So anyway, so I was kind of like muddling around for a while. I was like, okay, so I have all of this culture behind me, all of this food that I've eaten all my life, and now I have to walk away from all of it. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be a way. I mean, there's got to be someone who is in my shoes that maybe wrote a book. So I started looking all over the place for a Cuban cuisine book that was vegan. Couldn't find one. I, could, I found really? Indian food. Yeah, I, I couldn't find any. It's more popular now. There might be one aside from mine now, but even now when I look on Amazon, I don't really see too many Cuban books. True, because this was, what, 12 years ago, you said? I started writing the book seven years ago, and I didn't finish until last year. Okay. So I, was, I took time experimenting to see what, you know, what plant proteins, what plant, plant products existed that I can substitute for the meats. Well, yeah, of course. You can't rush something like this. You, you really have to. It's, it's test kitchen time for sure. It is, and uh, you know, like we, we we joked before the uh, the actual live interview that you know I have my Dia, my Dia was my test kitchen. As a matter of fact, I converted her really? to being a vegetarian. Yeah, my aunt in New Jersey at sixty two years old, at sixty two or sixty three, she was having problems. She was taking cholesterol medicine and it was bothering her joints, and yeah. you know she was desperate to do something different. I said, look, I've been doing this now for. At that time, I was doing it for a couple of years, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, I can probably change your life in 30 days. I think the thing that sold her was I had made picadillo. Okay. And I made picadillo with cauliflower. Oh, I'd never heard of it with cauliflower. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Okay. It comes out pretty good with soy, too, with ground soy. But the cauliflower is very light, so I, I made it for her. And she, didn't, she couldn't believe it was cauliflower. So then right there is where I hooked her. And then she started taking her recipes and substituting things, and now she's a vegetarian. She has no cholesterol. She wow. looks great. She lost a bunch of weight, and she's the happiest she's ever been. But I'm sure a big part of it also was, I, I believe you mentioned, you know, at the end of the day, you, you used your grandmother's recipes as the base for yep. all of this. So there is, I think, something to be said for, yes, it's vegetarian or, or vegan or, or, you know, which, whichever of the two, but it still has that home feel it, it, it still tastes yep. for lack of a better way of putting it it tastes like our culture right like it's because that's a big thing where when you mentioned you know american veganism the thing that they're lacking i think and again i'm not a vegan so feel free to correct me is the the seasoning the 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 spices as it were right like they're the not sazon. the sazon they're not ones to use yeah. naranja agria they're not gonna do un sofrito they're not using you know a sazon completa so I think that when you keep those flavors right and the integrity of that it becomes more acceptable shall we say to to especially you know you're talking about your tia who i mean i'm assuming if she's anything like my tia's is pretty dyed in the wool like no el arroz con pollo se hace así el picadillo se hace así so you know it's it's an easier sell i think but again i could be completely wrong let me tell you something and i don't want to like come off as a braggart or anything like that my picadillo whether it's cauliflower or whether it's it's soy based is very close to the ground beef version Okay, you, you, you would think it's a leaner ground beef. That's all you would think it is. Okay. That's how close it is. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say that's the same for every recipe. I mean, there's always going to be a texture difference. You can't yeah. copy it 100%. Yeah. 
But it's close enough where you don't care. I mean, I've had plenty of friends. Look, I have plenty of friends that grew up with me eating my cooking when I wasn't a vegan. Right. And they've all said, you know what, this is like, this is super close. Like, it's close enough where we don't care. Yeah. I brought, I brought my cooking to work. No one has ever, ever, ever said, yuck, that's vegan. <laughs> never. It's never happened. It's, if anything, I get questions like, how do you make it? What's going on? And in reality, if you really think about it, Ish, the, the, the proteins themselves, like chicken, with the exception of fish, because fish always tastes like fish, right? Yeah, that's true. But like protein, beef, any of the other leaner meats, they don't have much of a flavor until you flavor them. Yeah. Right? right and right. it's the same thing with, plant, with plant-based, uh, you know, substitutions. They, they're neutral in flavor. They don't taste like anything at all until you start, you know, putting the sazon in and the sofrito and all that stuff. And, you know, before you know it, your arroz con pollo is now soy-based, and no one can really tell. Yeah. I mean, there's no bones in it. I mean, there's no well, soy. Clearly, bones. right. <laughs> That's right, but, hard. You know, but the, the, the truth is, I mean, if one is better for you and the taste is just about equal, yeah. why not? No, I got to you know? say, when I was out in L.A. a couple of years ago, and I've spoken about this before, um, a friend of mine, she's also Cuban, her son is at the time vegetarian. I think he might be vegan now. And she was telling me about this restaurant out there called Ekelequa, which is a Cuban vegetarian or Cuban vegan I've restaurant. heard of it. I sat down and, and it's funny because in my mind I was like, if I'm going to have a vegan plate, like I'm going to have the picadillo, right? Like that, let me go full on Cuban, right? And I got to say, to your point, I knew it wasn't meat. Obviously, you know, it's not going to taste like carne. It's just it, because it's it, it, the texture is a little different. But it didn't, it didn't make me want to gag it didn't make me it didn't make me go like malísimo, or whatever it was just like no this is good and and again let's be honest two-thirds of our plate as cubans is already vegetarian uh yeah. with the rice and beans so you know it's it's just making that that other third you know yeah. ve- vegetable or plant-based yeah it's true and um let me tell you i you know i always say this to everybody i uh if i can do it anyone can do it Okay, I used to smoke two packs of cigarettes a day, and I loved it, and I was athletic, and I lived with it until I gave it up, and I was like, I can never give it up because I love the smoke, and I gave it up. None of these things are hard to do, okay? What's hard to do is to unbrainwash your brain. It's a start. That's, that's starting, the hardest part. Starting is the hardest part, yeah. Taking that starting and, and understanding what you're, what you're trying to accomplish and realizing that it's not the end of the world. If anything, you know, what's, it's, this is going to sound cliched. There's a lot more food that you can eat as a vegetarian than there is as just a meat eater. Because every plate as a meat eater is going to be fish, chicken, pork, or beef, or lamb. That is true. Yeah, you know what? I never thought about that, but you do have a point. It's limited after a certain point. And if you notice, the only thing that makes it different, like if you have, you know, shrimp at a Mexican restaurant, it tastes Mexican because of the seasoning. Right. Right. If you have Cuban shrimp, it tastes Cuban because of the seasoning. The, the shrimp is neutral. So I know you also, um, you know, aside from your your book, uh, it's delicious. It's vegan. It's Cuban. You also have a YouTube channel. Um, I do. Which I actually saw. I believe you posted a new video recently about a uh, uh, plátano borracho. Plátanos borrachos. Which yeah. Looked phenomenal. I'm, I actually earmarked <laughs> it because I'm going to make it because it looks so damn good. Um, yeah, it's you know, easy. It, it looks easy. That's why I'm going to make it. I don't cook. Um, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot, but I'm not a chef. But, you know, you got me thinking now, you know, we're about to really get into the end of the year, the holidays, right? Where 
you have a lot of family get-togethers, and especially, you know, as, as you know, being Cuban, family get-togethers, it's not your typical family of four. You've got a typical family of 40, right? Right. What would you say, you know, for, of the recipes in, in your book would be maybe the ideal or, you know, the, the, the recipe that maybe we can try as we have these get-togethers to present to our families as almost like an entryway? It's Nochebuena. There's gonna be a pig in the in the cajachina. It, it's it's going to be there. But maybe there's something else that you know um, someone could bring to the party, yeah. right? And say like, hey, instead of meat, I use this to make this dish. Which one would you suggest? I I'm, I particularly like a product called Butler's Soy Curls. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. Okay, it's a it's a dry bag. It looks like chicharrones. Okay, okay, but it isn't it isn't chicharrones, it's dry soy. And what happens is you hydrate the soy just by adding water to it mm-hmm. and it starts to take the form of shredded chicken. Hmm. Okay, and it feels like shredded chicken. Okay. So as one of those uh, opening dishes that you know, maybe you try to show people look it's not all bad, try this. Right. I would try the arroz con pollo with butler curls. Okay. okay. As a substitution because I'll tell you you're not going to see much of a difference. All the flavor is going to be there because all of it comes from the rice, the beer, the vegetables, the onions, all that in there. Yeah, and you're already – half the dish is rice, so you're already halfway to acceptance. <laughs> right. No, no, and at the end of the day, it doesn't taste – look, also, I want you to understand, too, I'm not, I'm not a vegan for animals, okay? I mean, I like animals like anybody else likes animals. I had a cat for the longest time, but I'm not part of the, right, right. you know – the pig liberation front. I'm not that kind of vegan. <laughs> infamous, no, no, not... infamous arch enemies of Cubans, the pig liberation yeah, yeah, front. No. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing it for my health. Uh, what I'm going to say is That's if you, if reason. you're right. And if you want to be a vegan, you know, 340 days out of the year, <laughs> you're better off than, than true, not true. Right? true. So if you want to have your pork at Christmas, go for it. Right. But what's, what's funny though, I'll tell you, if you do commit to a plant-based diet, your body starts reacting to the food very differently. And your palate changes. Like for me, my skin cleared up. My hair got better. Makes sense. I got stronger somehow. I, like when I work out now, I don't get sore. I don't have any of that soreness. I can lift tomorrow and not have lifted for like a month, and I won't feel one acre pain. Wow, damn. Yeah, it's the oddest thing in the world. It's almost like you're feeding your body what you what your body really wants. And the reason I bring that up is because when you do end up having that pork dinner because you want to have it once a year, right. your body's not going to like it. Oh, it's it is not going to be a fun moment. Because all I not. saw, it's, no. <laughs> for me, this is the oddest thing too. Like, I have coworkers when I go to work. Like, um, I, I, obviously, I work full time and I do mm-hmm. this on the side, right? Yeah. When I go to work and I see someone eating, and I used to love chicken wings. Oh. When I have someone eating chicken wings next to me, mm-hmm. I can I can smell the feathers. Okay, we have a chi- we have a chicken wing uh, side hustle down here. <laughs> me and me and, and DJ. So, you know that one, that one hit a little close to home, man. That one. Hit- <laughs> I'm telling you, I can smell the feathers. I can, I can smell the stable where the animals are. It's the oddest thing in the world. Like you, because you don't need it anymore, and like your body, it's a foreign kind of readjusts. So, I would tell you, look, if I, one of the two of the best things you can do in your life, mm-hmm. whether you agree with this or not, okay. is to stop smoking and to eat a lot less animal products. I mean, because you will see yeah, changes immediately. 
Yeah, I mean, the smoking, everybody knows at this point, right? And and even the animal product one, I mean, it, it does make a degree of sense, right? You always hear, like, what's the first thing they tell you when you have heart issues? Well, cut the red meat, right? Like, first, that's it, immediately. The, you can still eat chicken, you can still eat fish, but get rid of the red meat. So there's there's something there. You know, there, there is a connection there, of course. They're all the same, right? So the red meat is no better than the chicken. It's no better than the fish. It's no better than the pork. It's animal flesh is what makes people sick. Right. That's what creates ailments. So the, that's all marketing, right? Mm-hmm. They'll say, well, don't eat so much red meat, but eat the chicken now that it's twice as expensive. You know, like, that's what they'll do to you. Or they'll say, like, I remember when I was a kid. I think it's more about kid, weaning you off. <laughs> I don't know. I remember when I was a kid, they used to promote pork as the other white meat. Yes, sir. Pretending like it's better for you than... Or as good for you as chicken when we all know it's not. I mean... Greasiest. It's freaking delicious, but it's the greasiest animal meat out there. And yet, you're right. Yeah. They were like saying, no, no, no. It's the other white meat. It's, you know, it's healthier. It's not bad for you at all. Yeah. Right, right. I, so, I gotta say, again, I'm not much of a chef. And I can't promise anything that I'm gonna, you know, become a vegan or anything. But definitely, you know, talking to you and, and looking through your book and, and your YouTube channel... There's definitely some recipes there that I do want to try. So you've, you know, I'm not going to say you've converted me 100%, but you have opened my my, my eyes a little bit more. Um, I'm I'm a pretty open-minded person, but I just, you know, I I always tell people I'm a dyed-in-the-wool carnivore, but you know what? I'll give it a shot. Well, look, I mean, I was the same way until, until I wasn't, you know? That's true. I mean, I always think back to that doctor that I spoke to. You know, she said, look, you know, you can live the way you want to live. Oh yeah, it's your choice. But but do you want to do you want to live or do you want to not live? As uh, long? <laughs> you know, I, I know people like I have a friend that I work with. His wife has a condition, something to do with her gallbladder. I can't remember what it is, but I know that her doctor said that as a last resort, if the medicines don't work, you'd have to become a vegan, right? Okay. And my friend Tom was so flustered with this solution. <laughs> And I was like, listen, is it really that big of a deal? Like, would you rather just have your wife be sick the rest of her life? Yeah, really. Come on. And eat super sot and all the Italian things that you want to eat? Or maybe try to change so she can live a little bit longer, you know, a little bit better. Not even longer. How about just better? Quality with of life. Quality yeah. of life, babe. That's where I come from. I mean, you know, I, 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 I walk the walk and I, I talk the talk. I lived all that. And aside from hard drugs, I've done pretty much everything. <laughs> And I walked away from it, and I can tell you, the uh, it's one of the best things that I ever did. And, I, and I'm grateful that I was able to convert. I, I have like three or four hundred recipes. I, I only converted about a hundred of them. Right, you gotta start small. Um, gotta start somewhere. Oh yeah, I mean, I would never end the book. I mean, someone was telling me, <laughs> someone was criticizing me that I, I didn't put any pictures in the book. If I put pictures in the book, the book would be like a thousand pages. I mean, it well, would never end. You also got to save something for the for the next book, right? You got to save something for for the sequel, as they say. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so. I, you know, again, I just want to say, you know, thank you for for joining us. I mean, it's you you've taken something that I think in my mind and many of our listeners' minds is so quintessential, quintessentially meat centric and really presenting a different way to approach it. And that's something that, you know what, dude, I mean, we celebrate that on this show all the time. You know, so it's, it's very easy to just kind of keep the status quo and be like, well, I'll just take a pill for the rest of my life and call it a day. But, you know, you went out there and you, you did look. You didn't find anything. And you said, okay, well, if it doesn't exist, I'm going to create it. And that is something that, you know, we, we celebrate on this show all the time because 
it's easy to complain about something. It's harder to make something. And, you know, you made something. You you went out there and, and created the thing that you didn't have. So I, I, I commend you and give you all the kudos in the world, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. It was, uh, it was easier than you, than you think it would be. Um, and then it's because I like to cook anyway. Like, I was cooking anyway. So for me to experiment with other things, and I, I got to tell you that the, my crowning achievement was changing my aunt, my tia, <laughs> the vegetarian. Because no, tia, of course, she, no, for, for real though. But I mean, she and she's a person that has a lot of recipes too that aren't aren't common Cuban recipes that I like to convert her recipes next. Oh, okay. So and maybe have like a tia cook because okay, so and she's so she's so cute. Like she's so involved in it now. That's a, that's the other thing that's very funny. Like. You don't realize how open people are to things until you throw it out to the world. Like, I never thought yep. that I would sell a book in England. I never thought I would sell a book in Germany. And yet I have somehow. Yep. And I'm just a kid from Yonkers. Like, I don't, I'm not famous. I, you know, I come from a Cuban family like every Cuban family that's out there. Yep. I'm no different, you know? And I just, you know, I decided to make this, it became a little bit of a passion to me. Um, but that's what mainly people because responding to. I think people are responding to that. You know, they, they know that you're doing it because it's something, you know, que tú lo sientes. You know, it's not just a cash grab, shall we say? It's it's, it's not a, it's at a all, yeah. project. And and people really really relate and react to that. Again, Rosalie, thank you so much for joining us. You know, listeners, for those of you who are interested, you can find him on YouTube. What is your YouTube handle? Um, so they can see your recipes there. It's um Oh, gosh, that's a bad question. I don't know. My <laughs> book is available because I don't pay attention to the YouTube thing. I, uh, I do TikTok and I do, um, oh, you do, TikTok. I do YouTube. Okay, well, wait, what's the TikTok uh, handle? It's Vegan Kuano. Vegan Kuano. All right. And I know I have a website. Okay. That's veganquano as well dot com. Okay. That's where all the videos are. Got it. And then my book is available on, on Amazon and also on my website, veganquano.com. Yep. And the name of the book is It's Delicious, It's Vegan, It's Cuban. So really, with a name like that, how can you forget it, guys? All <laughs> right. Bueno, oye, Radel, thank you again so much for, for taking the time to chat with us and, and really for doing something different, you know, that most people would think was otherwise incompatible, veganism and Cuban food, but you've proved them wrong. Yeah, I sure did. We're back. Oh, I just love food in general. You know, yeah. Look, <laughs> let me tell you something about, about, about vegan. Like, there's times that I will go days, maybe not days, but I, I, I wouldn't eat meat. Like, I'm not, well, you know me, I'm not a big meat You person. like meat, but you're not a, I yeah. have to have gotten every day. Yeah, no. Right, right. Um, and I'm sorry, Seth. I'm so sorry. You know we love you. <laughs> Uh, and you know, I was vegetarian for 11 months and honestly, I only lasted one month. I was vegetarian people for 11 months and you know what brought me in? What like made me go back to the dark side? Wait, I know this. Un chicharro. Oh yeah. My uncle was making chicharro. Actually, no, that's not true. I was vegetarian for 11 months. Halfway in... My uncle makes chicharrones at home, like the good ones, and, and homemade, homemade. Yes. And, 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 and I like chicharrones, like the like the homemade no, you Cuban are a, chicharrones. You're a chicharron fiend. I like I like when they're small, like when they're bite size. Okay, right. And my uncle made them, 
And when nobody, this was like when I was like six months into veg, vegetarianism, when nobody was looking, I put one in my mouth and I'm like, oh, this is heaven. Like, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. I'm going to cry. Like, that is, I have to tell you that the 11 months I was, I was vegetarian, I didn't miss chicken. I didn't miss beef. I didn't miss like white pork. I right, right, right. I missed freaking bacon and chicharrones. That's like what I was like. Oh, you're not wrong. But I will tell you. So, so I could be vegetarian. My only obstacle cheese. with veganism is cheese. Yeah, you can't do cheese. You, I can't. You can't. You can't not have cheese. I'm obsessed with cheese, and you know, vegan cheese is <laughs> not the same. God bless them; they try, but it's not the same. And, and the, the thing with cheese is that I, I, can, I love cheese. Like, I know. Like, <laughs> I know. It's a, it's like, give me all the cheese. <laughs> I will give you the filet mignon. Just give me the cheese. <laughs> because because the concept of veganism, I'm totally subscribed to. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I mean, the animal cruelty factor is just so huge because, like, that's why I became vegetarian. Because I was, oh, right. at that you, time, you I was this, working yeah. in legal matters mm-hmm. and I was privy to a lot of information on some of the biggest slaughterhouses and and butcheries and and all that in the country and Mm -hmm. i saw things that i was like oh my gosh people should not be seeing this and and and, that's why they don't and um and it's terrible what they do to the animals so i i totally get it like i totally get it but you know cheese 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 milk and chicharron i love milk i love milk la tama roja yeah you you do full fat milk (laughs) Like I'm surprised you don't ask for extra fat. And you know what? And I love Parma a lot too. I love milk. Like you I, really do. You know, you know me with milk and orange juice. I'm not having a calcium deficiency. No, no scurvy. Mm-mm. No scurvy up in this house. Uh-uh. <laughs> Especially when it's really cold. Yes. Like really, really, really cold. Yeah. Yeah. None of that like one percent thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, but no, 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 no. But my hats off to people that are vegan because I feel that people that are vegan talk the talk and walk the walk. Yeah. Like they yeah. they really do it. So my hats off to them. And look, I think that even if you're not full blown vegan or vegetarian, you could definitely have like a lot of different other options mm-hmm. or switch things because they're just it's healthier and it's, yeah. it's better i mean I, i've we actually started buying like those i know they're really high in sodium but like the beyond burgers yeah you know oh, things I love like them. that they're they're good you know they're, they're good them. and and again it's it's a nice way to quitarte el, el antojo yeah you know of like i'm gonna eat a burger it's not really a burger we know this but el antojo of like you know some of them are actually pretty good the beyond burgers are good and so it's impossible i mean i put cheese on them so do i <laughs> But I mean, I've done some where I like get like a nice potato bun mm-hmm. and I like heat it. I like um, get onions and mm-hmm. I grill them and then I saute them and like caramelize them. Yeah. yeah. And I put like a good like sharp cheddar on yeah. the Impossible Burger <laughs> and a little bit. And it's pretty good. Yeah. And all these items can be found at our sponsor, Sedanos. Yeah. <laughs> To tie it back. So, uh, so speaking of things you can buy at Sedanos, is it La Soda time? Yes. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Los Chicharrones. Actually, I have a really fun Sedano story. Bring it. The other day, I was in the Sedanos in uh, Hialeah. Well, there's about 20,000 Sedanos in Hialeah. <laughs> but the one on 49th and what is that? 49th and La Ventivico or La Ventivico. The one that's by Latin Cafe. And I 
actually, this is a perfect story. I was on my way to the office and I was running late. It was, it was late. It was like 1.30 in the afternoon. And I wanted to eat something healthier. Okay. Right? So in that Sedanos, which I imagine they have them at most, they have some grab and go. Yes, items. yes, they do. Yes. So yeah. I I got like a nice like rolled up uh, like a little wrap, wrap of uh, turkey and like Swiss uh-huh. cheese or something. But in that Sedanos, they have <laughs> they have uh, uh, heat heated uh, yes hot foods hot, hot food, food section. section yes yes they had they had serve yourself chicharrones and how many servings did you get I got five. <laughs> When I looked at them, I'm like, they're talking to me. I was like, go away. Stop talking to me, Chicharro. Nope, they do not ever stop. They were so good. They were so delicious, crispy, fatty, and salty. All the bad things. All the best things, you mean. And I remember because they have like the grab and go section in front of the hot. Yeah, hot food. Yeah, and I'm like, you're in a Latin supermarket. I know what's going to be there. Don't look. Don't look. It will always pull you in, babe. <laughs> and five chicharro. I still have the wrap, though. You still have the wrap, too. Well, you know, you want it to be healthy. Yeah, I balanced Oye, it out. La vida es de balance. <laughs> you need balance in life, okay? <laughs> Los extremos son malos, as they say. And I actually had the wrap first because I'm like, let me just get it over with. I, yeah, I know. If you have to choose between the wrap and the chicharrones, chicharrones go last to, like, savor it. Just get it over with. <laughs> That's great. Those are the clusterfuck moments you have in your mind that you were like, what am I doing? Like, So yeah, that's my weakness, people. Flan y chicharrones. Flan y chicharrones. See, that's the thing. That's why you my, can't be a vegan. My favorite thing to eat in the world is flan. flan. You There's can't. nothing I enjoy more than I, flan. And I've never, maybe it's maybe it's out there, but I've never, heard of, eggs I've, and... I've never heard of a vegan flan. <laughs> well, the two main ingredients are eggs Egg and, and milk. milk. Yeah. Th- that is why I can't be vegan, because I'm flan. The flan. No, y el de queso con queso crema. The flan de queso yeah. is my favorite. <laughs> I'm saying so. Three. That is, that is my favorite thing to eat in the world, people. Un flan. I, I, you could keep the lobster, the meat, the filet mignon, the caviar. But the, give me the flan. Give me the flan. Anyway. Well. All right. So, so do you want to go first with this last soda or do you want me to go? Yeah. You, you, know, you look like you're salivating. Yeah, yeah, like you are. Like, <laughs> and here, you know, we had our guest who's a who's vegan. Great interview, great thing. And here we are talking about chicharrones and flan. We're so bad. Um, anyway, <laughs> now that I'm thirsty after thinking yes. of all that food, um, so I want to give my last soda. We actually haven't talked about this in the show, mm-hmm. although it's been going on for the last two weeks. I just want to give it to the infrastructure bill. Okay, because I it's feel like just a bill on Capitol, Capitol Hill. Hill. The kids won't get it. Um, conjunction, junction. What's, what's your, your function? function? Actually, one of the composers uh, just passed away this week. They should bring back Schoolhouse Rocks. They tried, and it, well, just the didn't, kids didn't, like it. it didn't. Uh, God it forbid. Didn't, it didn't catch on. But bueno, the infrastructure anyway. bill. The infrastructure bill. Because that, that's something that's been going on for the last couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. we really haven't talked about it here. Um, and I, I want to acknowledge it and give it a co- uh, last uh, soda, soda. Because it's something so important. And this was bipartisan. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's something so important. And I, I, I don't know if everybody really... I, I know some people do. 
I don't, but I don't know if I, you know, in large, mm-hmm. if people really realize how messed up infrastructure is in the United States and how behind we are from other countries. Like when you go to Europe, just their airports, mm-hmm. you go to their airports and you're like, this is like leaps and bounds, like right. ahead of the United States. Like, I mean, you lived in New York. Did you ever mm-hmm. fly LaGuardia? Yes, I did. That's all I flew. LaGuardia? Like, you go to LaGuardia and you're like, where am I? Like They're finally remodeling they it. They are. It's, it looks really nice now. Right, they yeah. are. And how long did it take? Sí, pero yeah. And it, it was like, I mean, I remember flying out of LaGuardia and being like, well, these vintage 1930s <laughs> buildings, like if you're into Art Deco architecture. That's a place to be. Right. Right, but as a international hub? Not so much. Uh, not so much. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, you know, we really don't have fast speed rail here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, South Florida or Florida actually is pretty good about roads and highways. Mm-hmm. Like we have really good roads in Florida. But I can tell you from somebody who's driven through most of the country and having lived in the Midwest, like they have potholes in the, in, in, in the interstate. That's true. That's true. In, in, in some states. Yeah, due to the weather, obviously. And, yeah. and you know, you have bridges that are crumbling and stuff like that. And, and I, don't, I don't know if, uh, as I said, in, as in a large part, like people really realize how messed up infrastructure is here. And how important and, and it is. And how, how it's crucial. Because I think a lot of people don't really understand what that blanket term encompasses. Right. I think that's the underlying situation. Right. From highways to airports to ports. Right. Right? Ports. Like right now, you know, we there's a, a, a huge issue in the supply chain. Yep. I mean, there's a, the, the issue in the supply chain. It's bigger than just infrastructure. It's, it's bigger than just having a bigger port but you know we only have in the west coast there's only two ports that take in um merchandise from uh asia Asia. which is the port of la and the port of uh san diego i think so or or is it the port of san francisco it's one of the two um one of the saints and and it's it's like this is a huge thing and and there's also i mean there's more to it than just that type of infrastructure there's you know again clean water like Mm -hmm. Look at what happened in Flint, and that yes. happened in, in yeah. other places too. Uh, so it's just, it's a great, I think it's a, a long um, overdue, overdue uh, bill, overdue uh, movement that we need. And and I, I think that it, it's going to be a very good thing. Well, that's so. good. That's cool. So does Sodas for infrastructure. For infrastructure. All the sodas for infrastructure. So my last soda is actually going to Wanda Dench. And Jamal Hinton. See, the me. You have no idea who these people are. No. But when I tell the story, I'm sure it will ring a bell. So, yes. In 2016, Wanda Dench sent a Thanksgiving text. Oh, yes. The the uh, incorrect guest. Yes. Uh, and, and the... Thinking that it was her grandson. Yes. And it turned out that it was Jamal Hinton. And the, the text was basically like an invitation to Thanksgiving dinner or a question. Yeah. Or whatever. And these are the two most unlikely... Yes. A white woman, an elderly white woman, and a young black man. And they are getting ready to have... Um, what are we in 2021? So their sixth year of yeah. Thanksgivings together. Yeah. And I just love that. I actually that. love that story. I love that story. And I and I just think, you know what? They, they've managed to keep that tradition going. What was and that that's specific, lovely. Like her, it was for her son, I know for that. For her grandson. For her grandson. Yes, for her but grandson. Then he got it, but then he called her. He replied. 
because she said, and I don't have the text in front of me that she sent, but it was something like, you know, oh, are you coming for Thanksgiving? And he's like, and he was like, well, who is this? Oh, it's your grandmother. Is it? Like, it kind of went back and forth. And it basically ended with her being like, well, you know, you're still invited. And I think, you know, it's because he either, I don't know if he doesn't have family in the area or whatever. And, you know, Rosumida Cuenta, they are still celebrating Thanksgiving. You know where I first heard of this a few years back? The View, CBS Sunday Morning. Oh. They had them on. <laughs> oh yeah, haven't had a CBS you Sunday Morning not. reference in a while. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not more than just CBS Sunday Morning. Yes, <laughs> you're also The View. In The View, I say tremenda fajazón. Really? Yeah, Jedediah Bila, Sunny Hostin, and Joy. Well, because Jedediah Bila, so Jedediah Bila was. On the view as a, I was gonna say, yeah, this before is so- Megan McCain, she was like a conservative, okay. Um, but uh, she's more of a libertarian, but she was saying that she didn't get vaccinated because uh, her doctor said that she shouldn't get vaccinated because she has some type of autoimmune or whatever, something that doesn't make her a candidate for the vaccination. Um, and she said something along the lines of, um, oh, another thing, she was on. She got interviewed on Zoom because since she's not vaccinated, oh, that's ABC right. she has could, a policy right, right. that everybody has to be vaccinated. <clears throat> and then Joy Bay, she said something along the lines of like, "Oh, if you got the vaccine, it doesn't mean you could still you could still get COVID." Of course, right? And like a flu shot. Yeah. Joy and Sunny jumped on her over that, and things did not end well. I mean, she's not lying, but things did not end well. And then you know. <laughs> they started rear, 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 rear. and it just became a free for all of crazy yeah I have to tell you that as much as I love the view and everybody knows I love the view sometimes the fights make me they're a little cringe worthy and sometimes they make you very uncomfortable like I like a good debate but all, it gets to a, a point a debate is different than a fight it, yeah it gets it to a point that it's like ugh, this is not what I tuned in for but you know whatever yeah, that's right. another story for another day bueno but, peoples well, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes. If by chance you're at the fair on Wednesday, keep an eye out for us. We'll we be will out be there about. in all of our glory. Yes. Well, I don't know about all. I don't know about that. Comiendo. Yes. I'll be, I, actually, I won't be eating. I'll be eating from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, no, no, no. I don't want to get that. That's too expensive. No, no, no. Mira, I'm saving myself. I know exactly what you're going to get. What am I going to get, Mimi? You're going to get the chicharrones because you always, <laughs> get, go because you chicharrones. always get chicharrones, okay? And you're going to get the ice cream that's not cold. Right. You're going to get the pizza. Yes. You're, pr- you're probably going to. And, like, take a bite out of somebody's, like, elephant ear or something no, no, like I that. No, I take lots of bites. Right, right. What I had, though, well, not last year because of COVID. You're probably like, a gyro. The year before, what I had that I hadn't had before, and it was, I totally, it was peer pressure because everybody got one, and then I got one, and it was really good. That thing in a Cheetos bag. Oh, the, yes. the, the, the Frito-Lay the, 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 bag. The, 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 in the Frito-Lay yes. chip bag. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah. It was so good. They were good. It was good. I hope they're there. You know what I've never had? <laughs> I have never had a funnel cake. Oh, but it's kind of like an elephant ear. Well, no, I know. And I've gotten pieces of your funnel cake. Oh, but, but you've I never had never your own ordered fun- a funnel oh, cake. Oh, okay, okay. That okay. goes in my list of things that I've never really ordered. Like, Got I've it. never really had a meatball sub. You and the meatball sub. It's not a value. Uh, you know what? Let's end this before we get into this conversation again. <laughs> but now I want to talk about the fair about the food. Pero let me tell you after, <laughs> after the, the soda. soda. Um, now I want to talk about fair food. <laughs> Well, as opposed to talking about it, we'll just post pictures as we eat our way okay, through the fine. fair. Remember when we were kids and used to have the ice cream of the future? The Dippin' Dots? Yeah, it's the future. 
And now the ice cream isn't here. What do you mean? Where is the dipping dots? In the fair. Is it still there? That's where I always get it. Oh. Well, they have it in other places too, but that's oh, okay. where I would always get it as a kid. The ice cream of the future. Amita. And now the future's here. The future's here. And now we just have ice cream that's not cold. Right. Now we just have ice cream. <laughs> ice cream. Anyway, bueno, everybody, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And as always, grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your cafecito. And thank you so much for joining us. All right, episode 183. Have Bye. a great weekend, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaflex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.